Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Shuttlepot Podcast. Today, we have another special supplemental for you. We're doing yet another audio commentary, and this one's going to be a fun one, I think. Um, I'm your host, Kayla Iacovino, and I'm joined today by a first-time guest on the Shuttlepod, friend of the show, Kara Brugman. Hi, everybody. Uh, Kara and I have decided to watch and commentate for you an episode that is near and dear to our heart, mm. <laughs> Sub Rosa, the infamous <laughs> Sub Rosa, which is the Next Generation episode from season seven, episode 14. Uh, first aired January 31st, 1994, teleplay by Brandon Braga, story by Jerry Taylor, based on material by Gina F. Gallo, and directed by Jonathan Frakes himself. No. <laughs> Which I did no. not know. Awkward. I just now pulled up the, the Memory Alpha page. <laughs> so. Maybe after the host, nothing is awkward for the two of them, though. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is the if if by chance, uh, dear listener, you don't recall the episode Sub Rosa, it is the one where Beverly has her way with a ghost candle, basically. <laughs> with her grandmother's ex lover ghost candle. <laughs> There's so many layers of weird in this episode. Uh, and for some reason, Kara and I have ended up watching this several times to the so point where So many times. Like we're experts now. All right, so how this is going to work is we th this track will just be our audio. And for those of you listening, uh, please follow along with us uh, watching Sub Rosa on, in, on your platform of choice. Uh, Kara and I will both be watching it on Netflix, uh, but probably any other version is fine. Um, and what we're going to do is I'm going to count down from three, and then on zero, we all hit play at the same time. So if you do that, you should be synced up with us. So, are you ready to go, Kara? Ugh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got your your you got your beverage of choice ready I for this. I do absolutely, and it's a big one. <laughs> You're gonna need it. All right. So on zero, we all press play. In three, two, one, play. I really like the set. It's really pretty. I was just about to say that I always, that's one of the, my favorite things about this episode is the idea of this planet that's, I guess it's supposed to be like Ireland? Scotland, Scotland? I think. Yeah, there's a lot of tartans. I feel like every time we see Beverly in this show, I never know what her hair is going to look like. <laughs> right? She goes through so many different hairstyles. I particularly like this one. Is this Marina's real hair or is this still a, a wig? It's a good question. That's a lot of hair. Picard already looks awkward. He's he ready for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder where this is. Do you think it's a set or like an actual? I think it's like, a set location? because later, later on in the episode, something about the grass looks very <laughs> rolled on. Ooh! Oh, hey! Mysterious, mysterious hottie. And that, that's the cold open. I feel like that's so that's so innocuous for everything that happens later. <laughs> yeah. Little yeah. do our characters yeah. know. I I have to wonder what one of my biggest curiosities about this episode is what they thought of it while they were filming it. They must have known <laughs> it was super weird, right? Um, I hope so. I hope they didn't think, I hope they didn't just think nothing of it, like it was fine. <laughs> yeah, or like this is, this is going to be the one that wins us the Emmy. Yeah. I'm interested in knowing what the, the person who originated the story, 
what was it a a woman did it seem like Uh, a woman's name yes it did you know what what her original treatment was her pitch was for this episode i hope she i hope it wasn't she was like well i my grandmother recently died and i found her diary and (laughs) based on true events It is too bad that this is one of the one of the main episodes I think people think of when they think of Beverly Forward episodes. There's a few yeah. that Beverly like stars in. This one and Remember Me is what I think of a lot. Yeah, me too. Me too. That's one of my favorite episodes, actually. But she really I mean I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but she really goes for it in this episode. She doesn't <laughs> oh, yeah. let on at all that you you know, she's completely serious about it. She's full in. There's the McFly headstone in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) He's thinking, oh, you remind me of someone I used to know when she was younger. (laughs) Yeah. This guy and his clothes, he's wearing like one, two, three, four layers of wool. (laughs) And is the man just shaped that way? Like, because he looks like with his chest out there. It's like, he's like bell-shaped. Yeah. But I think it's the clothes. Whenever I see people in super layered outfits like that, I always think of that part in um, Crazy Stupid Love where Steve Carell's like, I'm wearing all these layers. The sweater's an extra slim fit. All the juices are just sealed in right now. (laughs) Oh, God. Maybe it's future wool this breathable Bre- yeah it has the look of wool but it's really thin and breathable mm. like linen i hope Kayla, I was trying to remember, it was the first time we watched this at your place and it was just randomly came up next because we were playing through the queue. Yeah, I think so. And then that happened again the next time. (laughs) It was not planned, I swear. It just just kept happening. (laughs) And at some point we chose to watch it. I think I was watching it for a Shuttlepot episode. Yeah, about about awkward episodes. Yeah, it was one of the best of the weird. Yeah. This place is so rustic for now, for the 21st century. True. But they're on like some colony. Maybe they just don't have, I don't know. I was going to say maybe they don't have as many, um, they don't have as many resources. But then again, they have replicators and stuff. And don't they have this weather control system or something that gets sabotaged later? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that like the the B plot, Mm -hmm. essentially? I had completely forgotten about it. I think it's cool. I could see someone wanting to live in a place that had this rustic feel. Yeah. Oh, first touch. There it is. I mean, it's okay. (laughs) Right? It's all right. Maybe uh, Deanna just sensed that she's really into this candle. So she's like, well, I better be nice. Oh, that's a really lovely candle, though. Deanna senses the sexy energy coming from the candle. That's it. She's like, huh, there's something about it.
do they allow open flames? Well, we've seen candles before on the ship, right? When we've seen, like, I know, like, Tuvok has one and he had to get his special permission to have an open flame in his quarters <laughs> or something. It does seem kind of silly. Like, you'd think they'd have, like, fire prevention down <laughs> in the 24th century. Uh, yeah. That, like, a candle would be okay. Well, we couldn't even get permission for a Bunsen burner in our lab, so, you know. <laughs> in the lab, yeah. Yeah, so maybe they're still dealing with that bureaucratic stuff in the future. Some safety guys like candles? No way. She's going to have to smuggle that sex candle on board. <laughs> yeah. Wow, great penmanship. Yeah. I mean, a lady who would choose to live in a house like that and keep a handwritten journal probably would have excellent mm. penmanship. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see people walk upstairs in television shows, I'm like, there's no upstairs there. <laughs> they're, they're walking to nothing. You just have to flatten yourself against a wall. Yeah. <gasps> okay, so, but later, I thought he lived, like, the flame always had to be on for him to be alive. Does it? I oh maybe because he says dinner light that candle, yeah. <laughs> Get out of my house, crazy man! <laughs> right. So does this guy know that Ronan lives in the candle? How does he know that the candle's bad? Maybe he saw it affect the grandmother. Maybe he had the hots for her. And she was just like, sorry, like, instead of like, I, I have to wash my hair tonight, I have to, you know, like hang out with my candle tonight. And he like peeked in there and saw some spooky she ghost saw, stuff like, a happening. Green, a green cloud a green, a green settling on her. I'm just sweating looking at him. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah, there you go. Good memory. Weather control system. I have some science questions about their weather control system. Yeah, same. And their, um, what do they call them? Their seismic stabilizers? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you chose to live in Scotland. Uh, yeah, it's, isn't that half of the charm, quote-unquote? <laughs> right? He looks so uncomfortable. Are they going to have to talk to HR after that, <laughs> that <laughs> remark? He is not in his 30s. No, no. Bad casting. That is that is an old 30s. Now that he lo- he I mean he looks great, but He's definitely, like, 42. At least. I mean, yeah, Beverly, most people... Keep their sexual lives yeah. private from their granddaughters. Don't talk to their granddaughter about <laughs> banging an alien energy ghost. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's so awkward it out. 
that's exactly the same look he had at the funeral. Yeah. Just the eyebrows really high and kind of like his head is trying to disappear into his neck. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Hey, she she has like real sheets. She doesn't have space sheets. Oh, yeah, they're not shiny. Yeah. The candle. I, for- I forgot about this part. <laughs> me too. It reminds me of that part in Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, totally. So off camera, Jonathan Frakes is like, okay, we've got some f- fishing line. I- I'm starting to imagine the setup. <laughs> He's walking through her-, her through the blocking of the scene. Okay, she's like, I'm officially noting this in my my counselor's log. Deanna's like, where can I get that candle? Yeah, I need one. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) My favorite line of this whole episode. And to be clear, I have no problem with (laughs) Beverly being sexually active or speaking about it with her friends. My problem is with the grandmother's journal part. Yeah. And then she has a sexy dream that she can't stop thinking about after reading about her grandmother describing her sexy times. Yeah, exactly. Dan is trying so hard to change the subject. So have you read that, uh, that personnel report? Yeah, it's crazy. Why are they always doing work in 10 forward? Yeah, they're all workaholics. Yeah, see, they had a thing. Mm -hmm. Gates looks great. Mm. She's beautiful. See, like, it's frustrating because if this guy just didn't act like a crazy person, this whole situation could have been avoided. Just like, by the way, your grandmother was being like, what's the right way to put it? Um, I don't know, mind controlled? Yeah, hypnotized. Yeah, by this alien being. If he wasn't just like, didn't like the candle. Yeah. She's like, why not? (laughs) He starts off with trespassing. That's not really (laughs) the best way to go. Messing with her stuff. He finishes with the crazy eyes. Right. Dude, if you could just be normal, be like, look, I know this sounds crazy. Green lightning. Mm. Oh. You have to remember, it's an alien planet. Creepy flower growth. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that.
like just let it rain. Why is it a problem? Right? Well, they had that cricket game or whatever. Uh, yeah, the I didn't know what it, what the thing was that he said that they were doing, but I was imagining some kind of like lumberjack competition. Space sports maybe? Space sports. <laughs> I feel like this is a weird way to introduce yourself to someone too. Right? Super creepy. He could have just walked, he was at the funeral, he could have just introduced himself to her then. And pretended to not be a candle Uh, ghost? Yeah, and just, I knew your grandmother, he could have said we were involved, I don't know. Yeah. Well... I yeah. guess maybe, yeah. maybe he was aware that that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Beverly doesn't seem to think it's weird later, but... But he's not aware that being a poltergeist is weird. Yeah. Like it's worked, chairs to be fair, stuff. it's worked for him for the past couple hundred years, so... Good point. Well, and I think they pretty much established that there's an element of mind control. It's not just that he shows up and then everyone wants to do him. Like, he's, he's controlling them yeah. and making them feel that way. It's like a drug. Yeah, yeah. Come back with me. Dude, we just met. Yeah, you don't even know her. Wait, did a flower just grow out of her hand? What is that? Right? I don't know. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hard to watch. Because uh. also, like, it's funny that she's doing this as an actress, but also as a character, this is legitimately rape. I God bless you, Gates. Assault she's going point. for it. But yeah, no, she's giving it her all. Oh, I forgot that he was so upfront about all of this. Ew. Oh, God. Do we know what happened to Beverly's mom? I think that he just... Felisa just lived a long time. Hmm. And... Wait, did she say at the beginning of the episode that she had lived... She'd grown up with her grandmother, spent a lot of time there, so maybe something happened to her mom? I don't remember that part of the background of her character. Yeah, me neither. This is definitely one of those episodes that when I watched it, when it first aired, I was like, this is weird. I forget how old I was, like... 11 or 12 or something but then <laughs> yeah. the, the older i get and i rewatch it, i'm like this is not good right yeah i wonder if they thought they were making some kind of statement on sexual assault but it doesn't i think that's I mean, the generous. story doesn't go i don't there. know if they i don't know The only way this episode could be better is if they were having this conversation, wearing their leotards, like they right? do holding in that hands. scene in the host. Holding, stretching, holding hands. That's the way I stretch with a partner, holding hands mm-hmm. always. I mean, you and I do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure.
<laughs> it's getting weirder and weirder for Deanna. Yeah. Huh. I had those bangs like all through the 90s. Really? Oh, yeah. It was like a perfect cylinder of hair. Did you have to curl it? Yeah. Every morning. Wow. It was like a big deal in college when I stopped doing my bangs that way. <laughs> People were like, who are you? What has happened? <laughs> Mr. Sweaters. I like his artful, like, comb. I don't know. It's not a comb over, but. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's like very sculpted. It's nice. <laughs> I have another kind of logistics question. So if if Ronan has been with Felisa since for a long time, decades. Yeah. yeah. Surely other people have seen him. And if he is like disappeared because the candle is blown out and is now living in the atmosphere or whatever is happening. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it, would there maybe not be some people in the colony that are like, hey, what happened to that guy? We haven't seen him around in a while. Right. And maybe it seems we should like report a, him missing. It's a small enough community that they would know everyone. Yeah. Like, it's weird that Felisa's super young, hot boyfriend has been absent ever since her <laughs> funeral. Oh, and also he's never aged. <laughs> See, if the, again, if this guy would just not act like a crazy I person. Know. <laughs> I don't Aww. remember him dying. Oh, no, I feel bad. Oh. If you had just not been a crazy person, you could have gone to Data and said, here's what's Use up. Use your words. Yeah, exactly. This blocking is weird. <laughs> Blame Frakes. Does this um, nurse or physician's assistant have a name? Because he appears a lot in the show. Oh. I feel like I, I see him a lot. Or maybe it's Probably. just because I've accidentally watched this same episode so many times. <laughs> You've just seen him in this scene. Oh, and that candle in your quarters, Beverly. Mm. I'm very curious as to whether Jonathan Frakes was just kind of next in the rotation of directors or if they mm. said you're going to direct this one, or if he said, I want to direct this one. Yeah. Or if maybe Gates McFadden was like, I would like if Jonathan directed this one because... Someone that I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing this was a closed set. No, sorry. My grimace did not come come across over, <laughs> over radio.
Kayla, any luck getting your husband to cosplay as Ronan at the next co- at the next in person convention? He'd probably do it. This is his chance to grow out his hair. I mean, I don't know if he'd you know. do that. It's a trap. <laughs> I could just have, I could get some green saran wrap and wrap it around oh. my husband and have him be uh, the ghost form. Of yeah. Him. Okay. And you just have to hold the candle. Yeah. I just need to be like a Beverly's uniform with like a the blanket. blanket wrapped around me and a journal and the yep. candle. Perfect. I don't think I've ever seen that cosplay. In fact, I know I haven't. She's jonesing for that fix. Yeah, she's definitely playing it like a like an addict. So then who, who's next after Beverly yeah. West? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? We'll be one, Wesley. <laughs> well, I mean, before Insurrection anyway, isn't Wesley off exploring He's life beyond the, the corporeal yeah. realm? So they could be energy beings together or something. <laughs> She's like, quick, go. Wait, has the episode happened yet? Um, Attached, where she finds out that he was in love with her? I can't remember. I think it's season seven. That's a great episode. Mm hmm. And I didn't want to talk about it anymore, so I left it alone. <laughs> She's like, this this goes beyond my contractual duties. And yeah. I'm not paid enough for this. <laughs> yeah. Wait, but has the episode happened yet? Where she takes the Frankish modified shuttlecraft and flies it into the sun? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dana, seventeen kilometers away. That's that's a pretty, pretty big far. colony then. Yeah. Decent size. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, it seemed like it was a small town. Yeah, like a little village. Maybe it's a a bunch of like townlets. 
I like the spooky camera work. <laughs> We're going handheld. What happened to all the flowers? They were ghost flowers. Ah. <laughs> Maybe they were an illusion. Because where are all the flowers in her house? Oh, Those true. Gone. It's so weird. It's like you don't even know him. Oh my god. My body is ready. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't Joining know. two I'm candles? I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel like between this this episode and the same actor being cast as Shakar, somebody in like you know the the top floor office thought that he was like the embodiment of like the hottest possible man. <laughs> yeah, for some reason they're like this is the guy. Or like 10. Yeah. But what about at the funeral? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so curious what the other villagers know of him. Why is he wearing a coat indoors? <laughs> His accent is as much from Scotland as Picard's is from France. <laughs> right? Clearly, the linguistic uh, boundaries of today mm. don't apply in the 24th century. Who is he to have any kind of, I don't know, legal opinion about what happens to her? I mean, maybe they were common law married.
You don't mess with John Luke. Mm-hmm. So I just Googled really quick, and Attached was episode eight of this season, so it's already happened by now. Ah, mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, I think they've both known, there's like chemistry between them from very early. Oh, yeah, in from the pilot, even. There's something going on, more than just, you're my husband's commanding officer. Yeah, exactly. So when they transport the casket out from the grave. <laughs> yeah, we, I remember having this conversation. Go why, on. Why doesn't all of the soil collapse into it? <laughs> like there's this volume uh, removal. They must have a way to like put, maybe they replicate soil and beam it in there. In there? And in place of Nana and her coffin. Oh. oh my god that is super messed up though Ugh. oh there's vader <laughs> on the left yeah It is cool that they have enough of a relationship that they can just say that and mm-hmm. like Riker trusts her and does it. There's so many good examples of that in this series where something like kind of like wacky happens and everyone just believes them when they say, okay, this wacky thing is happening. Yeah. I need you to do this. And they're like, okay. I love that. I hate the trope of, oh, something weird's going on. Oh, no. And then you have to go through yep. the rounds of everyone saying, oh, no, it's nothing. Now it's just like, oh, really? Something weird's going on? Let's figure it out. Because mm-hmm. we are literally on a on a space vessel hurtling through the cosmos. And I know you and respect you and yeah, trust the trust your judgment. I've told my mom before: if you get a weird phone call from me saying, uh, "Don't ask any questions, just do X, Y, Z," um, I'm gonna disappear for a while. I'll let you know. I'll be in touch when I can. Like, just do it. Like, we've seen enough (laughs) movies to know that you need to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless you call and say, I need a bunch of money in the form of Amazon gift cards.
I think when I was younger watching this episode, I thought that was like a nice pin on the episode. But now when I watch it, I like I don't care. That, I mean, she was addicted to him and he was controlling yeah. her. Of course, he made her happy. Drugs make people happy too, yeah. right? Yeah. And I yeah. think it's weird that Deanna didn't press her more about it when she kind of figured out that something kind of odd was going on. I don't know. It's like th- throughout the episode? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Well. Okay, so that's like the sixth time or something that we watched this together. <laughs> uh, yep. We uh, have had the pleasure of, for the sixth time, watching It's Gaze still McFadden awkward. Visibly orgasm. Oh, God. While surrounded oh, by God. a green glowing entity. This description that just popped up on Netflix is so innocuous. What is it? Again, oh no, I moved my mouse and made it go away. Basically, something like Beverly Crusher meets a a man. Oh, Dr. Crusher meets a man from her deceased grandmother's past when she tries to put her affairs in order. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's, the, here's the memory alpha one. Beverly Crusher attends her grandmother's funeral, but a mysterious entity that inhabited her grandmother is now focusing on her. That's it's more accurate. sinister. I wonder who writes these little blurbs they send to Netflix, though. I feel like I've seen some ones that are like, that isn't even... Like, <laughs> two people close. have a conversation. Like, great. Yeah. Thanks for that information. The memory alpha ones are usually pretty good. As we would expect. Yeah, I wish I had something more substantive to say about this episode, but it's weird and awkward, and I have nothing but admiration for how committed Gates McFadden is to playing this part. She does a great job. I don't understand the point of this episode. Like, I'm grasping at straws, trying to come up with the meaning. Mm. What You know, what what's the message? Because that the weird scene at the end in 10 Forward it kind of blurs the message. Like, I feel like it was going in one way. And just like, oh, but he made her happy, so yeah, it's all okay. And I wish I would have had that relationship too. Or it's like morally ambiguous, but it's not. Yeah, because he could because because it wasn't it wasn't a consenting thing. If he just showed up and said, "Hey, I'll inhabit your body, and then we can love each other," and the Nana was like, "Sure," you know, that's one thing. Whether or not we think it was an appropriate relationship, mm-hmm. but clearly, Beverly was being controlled yeah. in some way. Yeah. Like her mind was being altered. And so that's where it stops being okay. Yeah. So like is this episode about sexual assault? Is it about rape? Is it about drug addiction? I, I really know. I'm just imagining they're like, oh okay, it's time for uh we're contractually obligated to give every regular cast member their own episode. <laughs> what have we got for Beverly? Oh, poor and then Beverly. this is what they come up with? Come on. I'd love to do an interview with uh, Gina F. Gallo one day. Yeah, like what was... I, I bet the original story was nothing like this. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's true. It could have been quite your... Because it's a story by Jerry Taylor based on material mm-hmm. by Gina F. Gallo. So who knows what the original story mm-hmm. looked like. And, you know, back in those days, I feel like they were probably having to pump out stories and scripts so quickly that they just like threw something together and were like like i feel like that's how masks got made <laughs> like, masks this is my other favorite weird episode. i really like that episode me too i actually really like because i think the underlying concept is really cool it's just like the the, the story that got built on top of it goes off the rails weird mm-hmm. it's like they had an interesting initial idea and then they try to flesh it out into a story quickly and we're just like well i guess this is the script like we have to shoot something <laughs> Like we have a deadline. I remember watching sh- that episode when it first aired and I was like blown away because I'd never seen just the idea of them taking the Enterprise and changing it into something else was so different. Hmm. And um, I was just kind of through Next Generation and reading Rainbow, seeing LeVar Burton on both shows was kind of getting into the like realizing that actors were in multiple things and weren't really the people that you saw on the TV show. <laughs> sure. So the yeah. idea, so seeing Brent Spiner being all these different characters in the space of ten minutes, I was blown away. I was like, "This is yeah. this guy is the greatest actor ever. This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, 
It is like the Brent Spiner show, half mm-hmm. of that episode. I like the sculptures he makes at the beginning, too. Like the like the mask he makes? No, well, when, when Deanna's like, well, you know, the idea is to sculpt a feeling... So, oh, yeah. like, music, what, like, sculpt something that makes me think of music, too. And he sculpts, like, a perfect treble clef. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, like, so literal. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then again, that's part of the, like, data's as an allegory for, um, like, an autistic person, for mm-hmm. example, or someone who takes things literally and has, you know, it doesn't interact with people in the same way as most people do. His sculpture of a pad was amazing. I thought that was, that was great. Yeah, obviously, it's technically perfection. Yes, yes. But that's another audio commentary for another day. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can pick uh, a more beloved episode next time instead of <laughs> instead of an infamous episode like this one. I like watching this, though. It's like, gen- it's like the movie, the film Generations. It's like not a good film, but I love watching it. I don't think I've seen Generations and I don't think I've seen it since a couple years after it came out. We should we should do an audio commentary. Oh God! I just rewatched <laughs> Look, First Contact a couple weeks ago, and it first was, that was still great. amazing. Yeah, First Contact is amazing. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed watching along with us and laughing at the absurdity that is Sub Rosa. Um, it's definitely an yeah. episode you should watch with their grandma. <laughs> Spark some interesting discussions. Yeah, yeah. Ask her how she would feel if you started dating her 34-year-old ghost candle boyfriend after she passed. Find out if she keeps a journal. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Let us know if there's any other episodes that you want to hear us uh, commentate on in the future. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. All right. See you next time, guys. <laughs>